Welcome to All Access Network Podcast. So excited that you decided to join us. You will absolutely love and you're in for a treat for today's guest. Uh, we are on a mission to positively impact the world through sports and culture. We're a multimedia network, we're a YouTube channel, uh, a podcast, and we also have live shows. Uh, if you haven't followed us on YouTube, you can find us at uh, All Access Network. If you haven't followed us on Twitter, you can find us at All Access underscore net, uh, where we also do some of our live shows uh, along with Facebook at All Access Network. But so excited to have you with us today. Uh, we love for people to be able to write their story, uh, leave their mark, and create their legacy. We're on a mission. We appreciate you joining us. And again, please share, like, and subscribe uh, whenever you get a chance. And stay on this journey with us. It's going to be an awesome ride. I want to take time to acknowledge one of our partners, Rising Coaches. Every coach wants to rise in their career in one way or another. We're all looking for professional development, access to tools, and relationships that can help us grow and help us advance in our career. Rising Coaches provides just that. You can visit Rising Coaches at www.risingcoaches.com. Their memberships are just $10 a month and provides a genuine community to help you grow and advance in your career. College Hoops, coast to coast, back at it again. No dancing today, but we are going to be dancing with my man B. Jones. Uh, I think this may be the first time I have to think about this. There were, I have a guest of somebody I've actually worked on staff with. That's a whole different level of closeness, whole different level of uh, knowing how great this man is. And uh, I can't say enough about the Wiley vet. Uh, he's comedic, he's great on the floor. Uh, Way knowledgeable enough to be a head coach, has had a ton of success, and look forward to everybody else uh, getting to meet Byron Jones, assistant at Troy. And Troy's on fire right now. They're top of the Sun Belt. They're three and one in conference and won seven of their last eight. So we will bring in Byron Jones. B. Jones, what up, baby? How you guys doing tonight? Always a pleasure to hear from the from the West Coast. So uh, excited to talk to you guys tonight. Yeah, we're excited to have you. I'm going to go ahead and kick this thing off, B. Jones. Um, do they have good barbers in Troy? It looks like your beard is really on point. Do they have good barbers out there? It's been a struggle in the South, I can tell you that. <laughs> yes, it, it, my West Coast barber, I need him tonight and, and every weekend. Um, but we managed to, to, to grow a beard since we've been in the South. So um, as long as we keep winning, I'll keep the beard going. No doubt, no doubt. I, speaking of winning, one seven of eight, three and one in conference. Uh, Coach Cross is known for his success at UT Arlington and what he did there, all-time winning his head coach there. Um, kind of many people felt like he still should be the head coach there, and it was kind of a weird breakup. But now he's in the league doing big things. Talk about this seven of eight that you guys have just won in this squad. Well, one of the biggest things you hit on the head is uh, Scott Cross is one of the better coaches in America, really underrated as a as a coach as a leader um as somebody who understands how to run a program and also build a program i mean he built uh ut arlington into a uh, a power in the in different conferences whether it was the southland whether it was the WAC, whether it's been in sunbelt so um he's just taking that blueprint over here to troy 
And um, usually, you know, when you try to turn programs, it, it probably takes you a couple of years to your third year to figure out league play, style of play, what you really want to stand for. Um, I think we put together a really good formula for for success here at Troy. And obviously, um, Scott Cross has been um, tremendous to me and tremendous to this program and moving this this program uh, forward in the Sun Belt. Coach Jones, I got to ask you about uh, most people didn't pick you guys to win as much as you're winning now. You're projected by Ken Palm to have a 19-win season, at least maybe 20. So what is it about this team? What is it about Coach Cross? If you could pick one or two things that's allowed you guys to kind of exceed expectations so far. Well, one of the biggest things we've tried to do all season is build chemistry. Um, and that started from day one. And, and it sounds easy. Uh, Kevin and Brian to say chemistry and there's so many coaches that throw chemistry out there as a as a catchphrase or something that everybody thinks he can do it's extremely hard to do this day and age because kids um, and players this day and age have their own type of agenda when they do transfer or they do um, come to your program um, so I think one of the biggest things we've been able to do is is keep our guys focused we do have um, 18 total players on our team. So that makes it extremely hard. We actually used um, two extra scholarships for super seniors. So we had 15 guys on scholarship with three walk-ons. So um, some days it's a football practice and some days it's a basketball practice. <laughs> you just never know when all 18 guys are there. Um, uh, you, you just know that you got a lot of bodies. And, and when you have 18, there's opportunity um, um, that comes along every blue moon but you know one thing that's happened for us over the last couple of weeks is we've actually had four or five of our scholarship guys going to the uh COVID protocol so guys who didn't play early in the season are now playing and and i mentioned this to our staff i said the guys that are playing now who didn't play early in the year there's no scouting report on them so you don't know what they can do and they also are fresh and the, the fresher you are this time of year gives you a huge advantage and i think that's one thing that's really uh, made us a, a complete team right now as we, we just have a better type of uh, non-injury, knock-on-wood type of team going right now. So that's that's kind of one of the biggest things I look at our team. Our depth and, and, and our chemistry has really come around um, as we start this conference play. All right, my last one, I'm going to get out the way and let Kevin go one-on-one -on -one with you. But uh, <clears throat> speaking of transfers and building chemistry, one guy you're familiar with on this roster that you recruited when you were at Fresno State, he signed with you, went to UTEP as the coach from Fresno State left. Now he's playing huge dividends uh, for you there. That's FEO DG. Uh, had a monster freshman season in Conference USA. Kind of got buried on the bench a little bit behind some transfers after that, but he's showing the ability that he's always had. Uh, what's your thoughts on his role and how he's been able to help you guys get off the ground there? I think one of the biggest things he did is I think he picked a school that he knew he could come in and have success. Um, he didn't look at um, the level of school and trying to play at maybe a power five institution or institution that maybe had a little bit better name. Um, he looked at uh, where he could go make an impact. Uh, and obviously he's made a huge impact for us here at Troy and we're extremely happy to have him. And obviously the past relationship I had with, with him and his mom and his, and his, and his, uh, you know, his circle of people have uh, been huge for us. And, um, he's had success on the court. He's an extremely hardworking kid, uh, very humble kid, and he wants to win. You know, he's been in college for three years, and he figures, hey, I, I got to win, and I got to try to put myself in the best winning position 
Um, and that's why he fits really good here at Troy. So he gets a great opportunity to, to showcase himself. He gets to be a, a center uh, fixture for our team. So he's embraced that, and we're very, very happy to have him. You, you talked about the you know chemistry side of things and how important that's been. What have been the challenges of building chemistry on a roster when you have, like you said, 18 guys, right? And you have guys who want to be in the rotation. Everybody wants to play 40 minutes a night. Like, how do you get everyone bought into, you know, maybe I'm playing 15 minutes in this game, but it's, you know, for the bigger purpose. I mean, Kevin, it's really hard. I mean, to be honest with you, you, you have to really get your guys to understand that opportunity will come their way, even though they don't think it will. It usually does happen because of injuries. And obviously we're in a different age of, of college basketball and college sports with the protocols and all the things that you have to go through to manage a roster. And it showed this weekend. I mean, we have five guys that are in the protocol. So all of a sudden we're suiting up 13 guys. And, you know, now, now you're looking at the roster and saying, we glad we had him around. We glad we, he was able to stick with it and not fall, uh, uh, you know, to the wayside of saying, Hey, I'm going to transfer again, or I don't believe you coaches. So I think sometimes the balance of your team may not come, um, until the late part of the year, which is best for us right now as we go down a stretch with with uh, 14 games left on our schedule, um, it's really, really helped us a lot be able to keep ourselves healthy, be able to keep ourselves where we at least have two deep at each position. So that part has really helped. And I, I can just tell over the last couple of weeks that um, our chemistry is so much uh, better now because as coaches now, you can take your foot off the gas on trying to tell these guys to do this and do that. And, 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 and now they are taking control of the team, which is the best part of coaching when, when they are a player, a player laid team, instead of a coach laid every time we have to do it as a staff. Obviously coach, coach cross is known for, you know, the job that he's done building teams on the defensive end of the floor. Uh, you guys have had a lot of success defensively, especially lately. Can you talk about, you know, installing this defense and what makes you guys so good on that end of the floor? Well, we've we've done extremely well defending people. I mean, I actually looked at our stats today. I mean, we're we're only giving up 59 points a game in conference play um, over the weekend. You know, we even uh, held two opponents to 59 and 53 points, and um, we put a real big emphasis on scouting reports and, and making sure we're detailed. We know sometimes we're with our talent here at Troy, we're probably not going to be as talented as some of the other teams in the league, but. We can play extremely hard, which is a, a Scott Cross uh, trademark. We do uh, uh, defend the basketball extremely well, and we do follow the game plan. So um, if our guys buy into that, which they have, that gives us a great opportunity to win. And that's one reason why we've been able to get out to a three-and-one start. I, I talked to talked to a few different coaches in the Sun Belt in the last couple of weeks. And every time I talk to one, they all say, man, this year this league is just so balanced. There's no one running away with it. There's – feels like there's eight teams or nine teams that could win it. I mean, talk about that mindset and how you see the, how you see the league and how you navigate that when it's like, man, every single team can beat every single one every single night. I mean, it's been, it's been as balanced as there is in a league in college basketball in my mind. That is so true. And, and, you know, the, you know, sometimes the, the Troys and the, the Monroe's are kind of the two that everybody look at and think that, you know, Hey, you know, we got two wins coming against those programs, but, that's not the case because the balance of of transferring and and building your roster and building your chemistry has shifted a lot. So um, teams who may feel like they have the best talent doesn't always win. Now it's it's a lot of the chemistry part. And for us, we we've had to build 
some great things around here with our chemistry, but we've also been able to commit ourselves to the guys that stuck with us last year. I mean, we had eight of our top nine guys returning. So we had some guys who had been through the league the last couple of years who had went through some tough times and now they, they've had some success and they want to continue building on that. So the Sun Belt is always an underrated league. Um, you know, it, obviously it sits in the uh, back shadows of the SEC and the ACC. So um, it is a really good league. It's very competitive. There's a lot of things in this league that people don't understand, but there are a lot of really good coaches in the league. And, and as a whole, uh, th this league is really good and it holds itself pretty well when it does get to postseason play. Obviously, you guys have you know exceeded expectations this season. Was there you know a moment in the summer and fall fall practice where you were like, man, like we've got a shot? And and what was that moment? I felt like this summer we we started building our chemistry. I, you know, my second year here uh, with the program, the first year I felt we needed a few more pieces to really move this program. But I thought this summer, I you know, I told Coach Cross this several times that I think we're coming along. Uh, I think we got the good. Uh, uh, part of where we're trying to go to with with building our recruiting base and re, uh, building our brand. We, we've got that good part instilled in our players. Now it's just they have to believe in the winning part. And, and that's the next step. So I think for us, we knew we could move uh, the needle, as I would say, this season. But, um, you know, we, we went through some ups and downs, which every team does. But um, with 14, 14 games remaining, I really feel like our guys now have put themselves in a position to say, hey, Let's make some uh, some real noise with, with Troy. And we want we want to make Troy the toughest place to play in the league. Uh, when they come to Troy, we want to be uh, known as a tough place to play and a place that people don't want to come into. B. Jones, I got two, <clears throat> two questions for you. Take the stairs. That's been a Scott Cross mantra since um, UT Arlington. Now you're inside of taking the stairs. And I heard – when you guys go on the road and stay at hotels, that the players are not allowed to take elevators. How true is that? And what can you tell us about the take the stairs mantra? Well, for, for one thing, Brian, let's, it's not just the players, it's the coaches take the stairs too. <laughs> so, uh, OB Jones had to take six flights of stairs in Florida. So, that, that suitcase got real heavy on the fourth floor. So, it, it, it goes to managers, players, trainers. Um, uh, we all are expected to take the stairs. And here's a funny story for you guys. Um, you know, we played Appalachian State uh, last night, and their motto is take the stairs. Okay. So that was a very interesting game because there was a bidding war on, online that said that they started the take the stairs. But Coach Cross has had this as a part of his program for the last 15 years. So um, when they walked out with a take the stairs shirt, we all kind of looked at each other and say, okay, which team is really going to take the stairs tonight? So the Troy Trojans took the stairs all the way to the top last night. So uh, we made sure that our, our take the stairs was a little bit longer than App State. So um, it, it's it's a great part for our program. We believe in it. Um, it's been a, a great part with Scott Cross. And, and, and that's one thing that we do around here because, again, a place like Troy, there's no shortcuts to trying to have success. No, I love it. I love it. It was super successful. I was at UTA. Uh, I heard a lot of the stories. I had a former player play for coach. So. I've heard some of the good inside stories. We'll get to a funny story later, but tell us a little bit, Coach, like you've been a person who's been a part of changing and, and uh, rebuilds and having success. They call them program builders now. That's part of the, 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 the tag that goes with it. And it goes oftentimes for our head coaches, but I think assistant coaches 
that are intricate in those processes are just as important, if not more important, because you're in part of the glue. What would you say? I can say this because I work with you and seeing what you do firsthand and how much you are uh, so much glue behind the scenes to make so many winning things happen from players to scheduling to organization to mentality to, you know, game planning to everything. So what would you say for yourself that you've learned along the ways uh, that's allowed you to be successful in that kind of program building phase? I think one of the biggest things you want to do once you establish you're there as a staff member, you're there as a staff period is you want to make sure you develop your relationships quickly. Try to get guys on board quick as possible because uh, a lot of times in these rebuilds, there's been some things that have been left behind, whether it's uh, scheduling, whether it's recruiting, whether it's guys doing things the right way day to day. So I always feel like the biggest thing I always try to do with every program I've been a part of, and I've been a part of a lot of rebuilds, Fresno State, Troy, uh, UNC Wilmington, Denver. Um, so I've been a part of a lot of rebuilds. So I kind of understand that you got to start to build that relationship with the guys inside first and make sure they understand we're here for a job. I'll be your friend in 30 years, as I always tell them. I hope I get another 30 years. But I told them I'll be your friend later. But we got to develop the relationship on trying to move this program forward. So the university has success. You have success. Um, the community has success. And we get a chance to build it the right way. So I, I always point to my relationship part of, of building. And then the next thing I try to do from there is try to look at all the uh, things that have gotten missed in the past, you know, is the schedule the right way? Um, is the scheduling and nutrition right for the guys? Uh, is the interior part of this program ready to take a jump? Um, you know, obviously, Brian, you and I know Lamont Smith really well. And one of the biggest things he always share with me with coaches is who's coaching the coaches. Mm. So when you're coaching the coaches, it's like, are the coaches understanding that? Or are they just there and say, hey, I got this this nice logo on my shirt. I get to go recruit. I get to go and be a part of this university, but don't understand what it takes to try to move that program when the institution wants to do well. And I feel like for me, my second year here, I was going to have a bigger impact uh, with this program because now I got a chance to see my first year of what things were loose, what things need to be tightened up. Uh, what things that, that I thought were not good for us. And I got a chance to share a lot of that with uh, Scott Cross during the offseason, as well as when I worked with Rodney Terry at, at Fresno State. You know, by the time we got to our second to third year, we had turned the, the program over there also. So uh, there's some intangibles that go along with it. Because, again, you can take the job, but doesn't mean it's going to turn because you show up. Um, um, I think I'm a nice-looking guy. I can look good on everybody's sideline. But that doesn't, go, that doesn't mean we're going to win. Um, but the intangible parts of what you bring to the table and put yourself in position to say, this program is loose in this area. This needs to be tightened up. We need to change the scheduling. It doesn't make sense what was going on in the past. Gives you the best opportunity to move the program. And especially this day and age with so many transfers and so many things that are moving, you have to try to get that in place as quick as you can. Yeah, well said. I'm going to let Kevin ask that funny question last. But my last one for myself is, you talked about recruiting. Uh, obviously, you most people don't even necessarily know the high-level guys you've been a part of recruiting, but you had an NCAA tournament team at Fresno that you had a huge handprint on and fingerprint on recruiting those guys. You have guys like Isaac Likely that are playing great at Oklahoma State, who you also recruited uh, at, at, um, at uh, Fresno State. You have Bryson Williams, who's had a great game just the other day against Kansas. 
Uh, you recruit, help recruit him to Fresno State. Talk a little bit about recruiting now that the landscape has changed, the portal, the extra year, the, you know, talk about how that is for somebody who's kind of seen it and done it and recruited some of the best players in the country. Yeah, the landscape, uh, Brian, has really changed. And um, there's still some old tactics um, that still are very good today because you still want to develop relationships. You still want to make sure that the parents understand that um, I'm going to take care of your son. I'm going to make sure your son has the best when he's here and, and, and still have those type of relationships because it's easy to take a transfer because he's coming from this level or this school but you still have to have the background um, information and bringing the family into it to make sure it's right. Um, because there's so many kids out there who are moving around and, and, and really putting themselves in position to, uh, you know, transfer. But a lot of times it, when you do take a transfer, you take somebody that's new to your campus, you still want to build that, that background check of, of who's involved, who really helps, who has the best interest of this uh, young man, so I think for me, that's one of the biggest things I've always tried to hold on to as a as a veteran in this um, in this game is making sure my relationships with the parents are still really strong. And that's one reason why we got Effie Odoji over here is because of the relationship from the past. Um, and and sometimes that gets missed because it's easy to go after the student athlete. That That's the easiest part. Um, the hardest part is to do the background with who actually wants to see him do well and doesn't want to see him have to transfer and be a double transfer that wants to see him do well. So um, I think that one of the biggest things I would share with some of the younger coaches who are coming up in the business is don't get so tied up into just wanting to be a recruiter, get yourself involved with developing relationships and the developing um, the other facets of, of recruiting, which means you have to take a little, take a little bit more time for personal um, conversations compared to just recruiting conversations. Yeah, for sure. And just to piggyback on the Effie recruitment, I mean, he didn't have great numbers his last couple of years at UTEP. So your relationship and Scott Cross, because it came down, UTA was a finalist before he went to Fresno. It came down to us recruiting him and them. Um, and so he knew him already, but you knew his ability before he didn't perform the way maybe. And I think that's the cool thing about the portal is if you do your homework on the front end, even if somebody didn't put up the numbers, you can get a really good player who can impact your program. So, anyway, I pass it to Kevin for the last one. How about this? If you've uh, since you've worked with with Brian Burton, I think we need a good Brian Burton. Story. <laughs> good Brian yeah, Burton. Story. I, I, need, I need some material here. I need some material. <laughs> well, you I like know, that. I like that. I like that. It, it's all. It's all. It's always uh, a, a few things with with Brian that can be shared. I'm trying to think of some of the, the things that, that can be aired uh, um, <laughs> with, without us being kicked off the radio and, and, and airway tonight. Um, I mean, Brian, I mean, for one, when he did uh, join us at Fresno State, uh, uh, was tremendous to bring on. And um, I, I, I didn't think he uh, understood uh, some of the language, the language that would go on in practice at Fresno State. <laughs> Um, so, uh, I, I, you, a lot of times I'd had to share some, some, uh, some prayer with him before we go into practice. I said, cause I don't know if your ears can handle a lot of this that goes on here. I said, so let's pray before we go in. Um, when you come out, you'll be a better person for this prayer early. So, <laughs> so prayer was always one of our topics to say, Hey, let's, let's make sure we go in. Because again, um, it was very intense over there. We, 
we were building it. We wanted to keep it at a high level. And, you know, when you win 22, 23 games a year at a place like Fresno State, you you wanted to keep that stock going. Yeah. Um, and that was a wonderful thing about it because, again, you know, we started off with that program was had six straight losing seasons. There was not a lot going on. I mean, it was in the, it was in the uh, bad stages of, of trying to develop it. So once we turned the corner, the intensity went up. So uh, biggest thing I share with you and Brian, he got a lot of prayer in him before he uh, hit that floor on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> no doubt about it. No doubt about it. I think that was – I will say, though, with Jerry Wainwright, the stories, the support staff. I mean, we probably had a, the closest-knit staff working-wise that I've ever been a part of as far as, like, the inside of the staff. I think part of it was because of the intensity, but also just, like, everybody was just rowing in the same boat to win – uh, having each other's back. I can think of when we were in Cancun and Kevin, we literally had SID trainer. I mean, we got the whole staff pretty much outside of head coach and maybe one assistant in celebrating after a win and just hanging out, talking ball and telling good stories. So it was, that was a great time. One of my funnest years coaching. And we yeah. plus games, as you said. Yeah. But those are, those are what you want to build. I mean, there's, there's enough egos in the room. Um, on a lot of these staffs that can you uh can you get can you get along when uh the ball is stopped bouncing and yeah. put yourself in, in in a room and let down your your guard a little bit and just realize like we're all here for the same purpose but we, you know but we all still care for each other and we all still have uh some things we want for each other i, I feel like for me that's a strength of mine. i've done that um at every university i've been at i've done that here at troy as a as a part of our staff because again i i love lamont smith's quote that who's coaching the coaches and you have to tell you have to sometime uh realize like we all we all do have a job but um right. we all can have fun at this also and boy i tell you it's a it's a lot of fun when you're winning but uh, uh that misery loves company on losing once i look at some other people's record i say boy they have a lot of misery going on over there that misery party just goes on and on and on so um i've been a part of those too but Definitely, I'm happy about how we're moving the needle here at Troy. We want to just continue doing that down the stretch. Um, now, the funny thing for us at Troy is, is people are hunting us now. Um, you know, that, that never would have been – I never would have thought my wildest dreams, they'd be chasing us. I, I thought we'd chase Louisiana. We, we we chased Georgia Southern, Georgia State. Now, all of a sudden, you look up and you're like, oh, wow, Troy is the one that's being chased. So, I, I told our guys last night, I said, the road through for Sunbelt Championship goes through Troy. And if we can get those guys to continue believing in that, then they'll realize like we are the best team in the league. So uh, we have a couple of things that we're standing for this year. And, and for sure um, that that comment sticks with our guys because they, they have embraced it now. And, you know, we'll have two home games coming up this weekend and to continue some things to hold ourselves um, at our home court. But, you know, we're excited and definitely excited that, uh, you know, we've turned the corner here at this university. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm I'm looking at the background. I will say off the record next time we get to talk about the B. Jones host uh, gatherings that you <laughs> over to gather <clears throat> to build that chemistry and camaraderie because that was a lot of it was, you know, guys at the top of the staff making it feel comfortable for everybody else to feel like we're all in this together. So I know I know there's probably some good hosting going on in that kitchen. I see it in the background. B. You, you, you know what? I, I, I expanded up, the man. kitchen. I expanded the bar. <laughs> Uh, we made sure the liquor bottles were put away for the for the show. We want to make sure we're <laughs> ch- children friendly. So uh, 
Um, but again, you know, when you're in a place like this, Detroit, you just want to make sure you're enjoying the moment because um, this is a small town. But boy, I tell you, they've really embraced us and they they want they want success here. You know, um, it, it, it's got a, a good name. It's had some great Division two runs here at this institution. So um, we're, we're just trying to capitalize on on what we feel like can be one of our better teams here at this university. And um, that that B. Jones Sports Bar will keep going from from place to place. And hopefully it, it, it makes a stop that, that people really enjoy him with that opportunity of becoming a head coach. I can tell you that. No doubt. No doubt. Well, B. Jones, appreciate you coming on. Appreciate you joining us. Best of success. Seven out of eight is incredible. Uh, keep that run going. You guys are making it look easy, even though I know it's not. Keep it going, man. Never easy. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it. And happy new year to you guys. Thank you. All right, B. Jones, one of the best of the best. I could talk all day about B. Jones, but I'll let Kevin close it out as we like to do. Yeah, like we said, I mean, this league is is wide open, but this Troy team's right in the mix. I mean, they really guard you. They're deep. You know, they've got a, got a big man inside who can really do some damage, and, and they'll be in the mix in this conference. They had a couple of home games this week, as he, uh, as he alluded to, with Georgia Southern and Georgia State, two, you know, two competitive teams. Like I said, there's probably eight, eight or nine teams that come in this league, and I think Troy is certainly in that conversation with the way they played. And, you know, look, 12 wins now. They had uh, nine in year one, 11 in year two, now already 12 in year three, and yep. I think on the way to hopefully 20 or more. So appreciate yeah, Coach Jones coming on. Yeah, Coach Jones is the best, and Coach Cross we know is well-documented his success. And year three when you can make the jump, I think that's a – when, when you want to be trending the way they are. So congrats to them, and uh, look forward to following what they do going forward. You know where to find us, YouTube, Apple, Spotify. Uh Thank you for joining us, and welcome to the All Access Network. Be sure to follow, share, and stay connected with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Subscribe and hit that notification bell on our YouTube channel. And don't forget to write your story, leave your mark, and create your legacy.